Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Intentional Marriage Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Justin, and I'm joined by my beautiful and talented wife, Cresta. Hello. How are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you? <laughs> Good. This is a podcast <laughs> where we talk about ways you can strengthen your relationship. You can join us each week for inspiring stories, practical advice, and expert tips that you can use to make your partnership even more successful. And fun. And fun. Yes. Thanks for joining in. Yes. We're glad you're here. Yes. So, what do we got for today? Uh, you're going to love this one. No, I'm not. Yeah, you no. always love the ones that I, I mention. Ooh, yeah. ouch. My, my choices in topics. Uh, <laughs> today we're going to talk about uh, how to and when to respond to your partner's emotional calls or emotional needs. Emotional calls. Yes. Ring, ring. That's when you hit go to voicemail. No. You hit that custom disconnect, disconnect, abort, abort. You hit that custom text message and say, "Busy at work." Oh yeah, you have that programmed in your phone. I got Vivint at the door. I need to get the new security system. (laughs) (laughs) Call me later. No, we're looking for a happily ever after, not a yeah. My bad. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. So try again. Uh, Okay. Did you know that a uh, according to research, you should be responding to for for a happy, healthy marriage. Yeah, you should be responding to about eighty six percent of your partner's emotional calls. Bullshit. No. Yeah. That that's no. how that's what research research says. And what kind of researcher is coming up with eighty six percent? Eighty six percent. And unhealthy marriages, the yeah. ones that are right on the cusp of divorce. Yeah. Do you have any guesses on on how many of these calls they're actually responding to? 50%. 33. 33. One third. So so I got a question on this research. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's coming up with this 86, 33%? It, it's, it's good numbers. How about more often than not? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you respond to my emotional calls? More often than not, we're on the right track. <laughs> that seems like a more realistic measure that people can use. Okay, we'll go with more often than not, you should be responding to your partner's emotional needs. Because if you were to ask me, how often, Justin, do you respond to my emotional calls? You do it 100% of the time. I, I would not say, well, I don't know. I, I think last week was 87, but I'm down to 83 this week. <laughs> Right, right, but I don't, I don't know that I would ask you how often. It, give me, a, give me a percentage. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm lucky. I have a husband that responds the majority of the of the time for sure. I think that should be the the majority. The majority of the time. Yeah, more often than not. <laughs> no, because I think if you say majority of the time, you're talking eighty, ninety percent. Yeah. And I think if you say more often than not. Fifty-one percent, uh, probably sixty to seventy. Okay, at least in my mind. So the mind. majority. Yeah, so the majority. So we're aiming for the majority. We're aiming for the majority, but but maybe other people look at it different. Whichever is more to you guys, right? That's what you need to be doing. Yes, yes, yes. I'm lucky. You respond very well and and very very often. Well, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear I pick up your calls more often than not. Yes, yes. I'm glad to hear that too. <laughs> So what would you, uh, what would you in, in reality, what would you say is an emotional call? Uh, I think anytime you try to get my attention. 
Okay. Um, whether you're being needy or whether it's just simply, hey, how was your day? Okay. Um, because I think even in those times where maybe I would say you're being needy, you're needing something. <laughs> right. You know, by definition, you need something, right? Right. Right. right? And I, th- I think sometimes um, what I would deem maybe as needy or clingy or something else like that, sometimes, and I'm not saying you do this, I'm not trying to use you as an example, but sometimes that's just somebody, just somebody wanting something, like right. wa- wanting a little bit of attention, like, mm-hmm. hey, like I haven't seen you all day. And like, maybe, maybe I get home for work and, and I'm, I'm sure this has happened, um, but I just can't think of an example off the top of my head. Maybe, maybe I just drove three hours. And so I go, I use the restroom. I want to get unpacked because unfortunately that's the way I am. Yeah. And you're like, Hey, <laughs> how about you hang out with me for five minutes? Right. I could very easily see how I would per- perceive that to be needy and clingy when in all reality all you want is a couple minutes of my time and then I can get back to what I'm doing and a couple minutes of my time just to reconnect because usually we haven't seen each other in four or five days right you know it's in in I I think that's that's one of the important things that that and and probably more men than women need to keep in mind Mm -hmm. that just because your wife asks for a few minutes doesn't mean she's being needy it doesn't mean she's being clingy she just wants that that quick connection hey how are you doing Mm-hmm. Just got a check in. Yeah, just a quick check in, because what what happens if I spend that? And usually it's what two or three minutes. Yeah. What happens now? Your your emotional bank, if you will, has been at least filled to a certain point, to where I can go take care of what I need to take care of, because now you're meeting my emotion. Like it, it's just, and I'm held over for. Yeah. Yeah. And so once I'm unpacked and and ready to relax i can go and we can hang out right and and i think what a a thing that that men need to remember is they're needy also oh men are (laughs) men are needy more needy than because there's i mean uh, since we're talking about us and and things that we do there's been times where you've come home for you know you've been driving for three hours i'm right in the middle of something when you get home and you then need my attention for five minutes because well, I'm for 20, but yeah. 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 Cause you're needy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Five's not enough for you. No, no, it's not. <laughs> but no, it's, it, it goes both ways. It Men does. are just as, you know, quote unquote needy. Yeah. Uh, they're just as emotional. It's just different than women. Yeah. Very much so. Like men don't have the waterworks a lot of times, but they get angry. Right. They get upset. Right. You know, and, and all they're those also are, happy and they're also happy. Like those are all emotional responses. And yes. just because it doesn't manifest in the same way. Right. Doesn't mean they're not being emotional. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think answering those emotional calls a lot of times when, when we go to answer them, we don't see the immediate benefit to us. Mm-hmm. So you need something emotionally. I go and give it to you. But like the example of me getting home and you want in a couple minutes, like my emotional needs at the time are I need to unpack so I'm not stressed out. Right. So that, you know, for, for whatever reason that stresses me out, ha- haven't packed, having a packed suitcase. <laughs> that and the dog hair. That and the dog hair, yes. <laughs> but but you, me giving you a couple minutes allows me to then go and unpack. And like it, it just works back and forth. 
Right. And I think we've we've done it enough that I think we've come to like we have a happy medium where yeah. usually we do the, those things at the same time. So we're checking in yeah. as you're unpacking, as I'm doing something else. Yeah. Uh, we've we're learning to multitask. Yeah. In a bit, in yeah. the relationship and and what we're doing for each other emotionally. Yeah. Um but we also still take the time to, you know, un, undivided attention. Yeah, because we we've set a standard when I get home, we usually will hug for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a kiss and we'll spend a minute or two just being with each other yeah and then we'll get to whatever we're doing right and it, and it kind of sets um it sets the tone for that evening it does or yeah. sometimes for the weekend well and it also it it lets you know that regardless of of the importance i've placed on getting certain things done mm-hmm. you're still first right no matter how bad I want to get something done, whether it's I just need to drop off my stuff so we can go, mm-hmm. like we did last Thursday. Right. Or if it's I just want to unpack, I just want to relax. It, it's, it, it lets you know that you are the primary focus in my life and that whatever else I have going on, I've got the time to stop and say, hey, how are you? Right. Check how, in on yeah. my emotional... Right. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. And you know, it's it's happened where I've had a 10-hour drive before and we talked on the phone for most of it. And then there's still that that check-in. Yeah. Um because it's different. Oh yeah, being on the phone or or FaceTime or Zoom, none of it is anywhere near being face to face and in person. No, it's different. It's it's not the same. It's it's better than FaceTime is better than just than talking on the phone. Yeah. And talking Talk, on the phone is better than texting. Uh-huh. Or which is better than nothing at all. Right. You know, and so there are those different levels, but and I think sometimes your emotional needs and and we both have them because I've done this to you too is is like, "Hey, how's your day going?" just a quick text. Right. You know, and so sometimes that is an emotional call, an emotional like, just checking in. Um, I th- I think a lot of our emotional needs, be- because of because of what I do and how often I'm gone, I think a lot of our emotional calls are check ins. Right, and and some of our emotional calls are are harder to deal with than others. Um, we recently had a situation where uh, you were driving home, and I had a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. And it was not great. No, no. <laughs> and and I wasn't just going to not call you. Right. Knowing that it, you were going to be home in another hour and a half. Yeah. Um, But I wasn't going to, uh, it, was, it wasn't going to be an option to talk to you on the phone and not tell you what was going on. Right, right. Um, but that was a pretty big emotional need that I, well, I kind of had for... Uh, multiple days <laughs> right yes yeah and you know uh there's some you know i i got home a little quicker than normal you did <laughs> in one piece that's that's the, yes. the important part 
but I've 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 had some training in doing that. So. Right, right. So. But see, in in like tied in with that, you've had some emotional needs as well. Yeah. Um, because you're you're catering to me, but I'm trying to cater to you as well because your mental health and your emotions are important also. Right. Yeah. Because I know that what goes on with me, uh, affects you too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we were talking about that. Was it yesterday? Yeah. How it, the people that you care about, if something is going on with them, it affects you. Yeah. That was this morning actually. Yeah. Was it this morning? Yeah. 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 So, you know, I, I'm trying to be sensitive to your emotional needs as well without the call. Right. Right. <laughs> I just know that they're there. Right. Um, which is, you know, it's a call. Yeah. But like when you made that call to me when I was on the road. I did not want to. But you you needed me at that time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. And so it wasn't an option not to call. Right. I know you didn't want to because of where I was and what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't an option not to call. Right. And, you know, we we dealt with it the best we could given the situation. Yeah, I took a nap. Yeah, you took a nap so I would get home quicker. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it worked. Yeah. And, and, and my foot was <laughs> through the floor of the floorboard. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, you know, sometimes you've got to fill that emotional call or answer that emotional call at inopportune times. Yes. You know, and that doesn't, especially in a marriage, like that doesn't mean that you get to neglect it because you're busy. Right. But, you ha- you got to find a way. Yeah. You you can't like j- not just because you're busy but because you're apart. Yeah. You know, you've got to find a way, you know, in it was a year ago like you had another medical situation. Uh-huh. And I was supposed to be gone another day. <laughs> and I came home a day early. You did. You know, and that that one was, you know, it it was temporary. Right. You know, the antibiotics and, and some other things clear, cleared it up. But I knew you were going to be in some discomfort for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And instead of just letting you sit there and wallow in your self-pity all by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't want to have to listen to it I didn't want to on listen the phone. To it on the phone. I was like, I'm going to drive in the middle of the night so she's asleep and I, I don't have to listen to yep. this. <laughs> I think that was the day I got home at like, two or three in the morning that right? was one of the days there's been a couple of those yeah um and and the other time that you did that that was for you yeah that was your emotional needs you know yeah. making you want to come home yeah you know and so you you make these things work yes when you're when when your spouse has an emotional need mm-hmm. and it's not always easy it's not always a fun decision nope um but they are decisions that that you have to you have to look at the situation as a whole. Is it, can I, and, and, and I'm blessed in the fact that I have a job where I can do that. Not everybody right. does. No. You know, you get some of the oil field work workers that, that we know where they're on a rig f- for 14 days. Right. And there's, there's some of those jobs that there's no outside contact. Right. You know, but even if there is outside contact. They can't just leave. Some guys just can't leave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I feel for those people because that puts, you know, a, a couple of the situations that you've had. If if I had been in those type of jobs, I would not have. You would have quit. To, 
<laughs> probably, but I wouldn't have been able to answer your emotional needs the way I was able to answer them because of the job that I have. Right. And I think I think that's an important thing to keep in mind, uh, especially if you're on the other side asking for your spouse to fill an emotional need. Is this ask realistic for them to do? Right. You know, because if you have somebody like uh, when I was growing up, one of our good friends, uh, her dad worked in Saudi Arabia for 30 days, was home for 30 days. Right. Well, if you would have called me like you did when I was on the road and I was in Saudi Arabia, I would not have been able to meet your emotional need the way I was able to. Right. And that in turn wouldn't have have helped yourself and you probably would have lost your shit at some point in the next 30 days. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. But I I think where, where I was going with that is if you're the one on the other end of the phone asking for for help, you have to be realistic with what your partner can do. Your expectations have yeah. to be realistic. Realistic for sure. Yeah, you know, and if 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 your partner has a job like I do where they can come home, then that's a realistic expectation. Right. You know, but if if they're, you know, halfway across the world and you want them home in the next 12 hours, You've got to be reasonable with those expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think so often we, we become, especially when we get emotional about things, we, we become uh, unrealistic with our expectations. Yeah. You know, because you can't be emotional and logical at the same time. And so you get emotional, you have these unrealistic expectations, and, and that's not fair to place on your spouse. Right. You know, like your job's a lot different than mine. You don't have the flexibility I do. And so if I were to put some of those needs on you or some of those requirements on you, you would have to make a decision. You know, we have a vacation that you're saving vacation time for right now. Mm -hmm. And you would have to make a decision. Okay. So in, you know, when we go on this vacation, do I want to take a day unpaid because he's asking me to stay home for a day? Right. You know, is, is that fair for me to put on you? And I think fair determines fair would be based on, the situation at hand because there may be some situations where that that would be a fair request right i think if if the you know the the doctor's appointment if if our roles were reversed that would be a fair ask yes you know i think so if you were having a situation and you you needed or wanted me to take a day yeah that would be a fair ask in my opinion yes I, i i would agree with that and another thing is which we haven't talked about yet is I think sometimes you need to, you need to anticipate your spouse's emotional needs. Oh, for sure. You, you should know your spouse well enough to know what's coming Yeah. to an extent. Yeah. Like, like when I got that phone call, like I immediately started working on getting the next day off. Yeah. You know, because I knew you were going to need that. Right. And, you know, you, you were talking to me, should should I go into work? Should I not go into work? The answer was no, you shouldn't go into work. Right. Like that was just a simple answer. Mm -hmm. And I know it was hard for you to make that decision, but from where I sat, I, I know you well enough. I know what you needed. Right. And you were still, well, I don't want to, I have this, I have that. No, like knock off that nonsense. You're taking, (laughs) you're taking the day off. That's, that's how it was. You, you had to tell me. Yeah. But that's understanding where you were. That's understanding how you react to certain situations. And knowing me. And knowing how, how is she best going to be able to deal with this. Right. And. 
sitting at my desk was not going to be it. No, no, because you were just going to focus on things you, sh- you shouldn't be focusing on. You're going to, your, your mind was going to wander. Right. And so, you know, we talked last week about, um, you know, the, those little things that, that we do to take our mind off things or, mm-hmm. or just relax us. And, and that's where the Lego set came in. Right. Is, is I knew you needed something to ease your mind. Mm-hmm. I know you needed a distraction. And so what better distraction than something new you haven't done? Right. Something that was going to take you some time to do. You thought. It took you all weekend. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, and it's just anticipating those needs that, that, that your spouse has. Um, you know, and sometimes that's hard because sometimes we think something's a bigger deal to us than it is to them. And so we're trying to anticipate your needs. And I've done that a few times where you're like, this really isn't that big of a deal. And I'm like, well, it kind of seems like it's a big deal. (laughs) And you're like, no, it's not like, just relax a bit, you know? And so, you know, we're not always right when we're trying to anticipate them, but we need to try to anticipate them because there's going to be those times where your spouse just isn't, I don't want to say comfortable making the decision, but isn't, isn't in a position to in a position or right frame, frame to of make mind, a healthy to choice. make a healthy decision um because you were more concerned with vacation and and some other things and i'm like that's like five months down the road <laughs> we will work that out and make it work right you know and again it's not i understand that that vacation uh that we've had planned for like a year and a half <laughs> is is a big emotional need for you and i as well oh yeah You know, but at the same time, like, we've got some time to figure that out. Yeah. We don't have time to figure this out because you go to work tomorrow and it's eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. So here's the decision we're going to make and we'll worry about the other things later on down the road. You do that a lot with me, though. I'm I'm a a worry about it now and you're like, no, that that can be put off. Yeah. Uh, As far as the, the thoughts and the worry about it. Um, but as, as far as anticipating your, your spouse's emotional needs, I think that even if you anticipate wrong, it's helpful for me to know that you're thinking about it, right? That if something comes up and I don't quite realize that it's affecting me yet, you probably know that it is right. And you're probably on top of it. Trying to work it out in some way. Right. And, and ready for that that shoot a drop yeah um and and vice versa mm-hmm. like there's a lot of things that that men men have no idea that that they have an emotional need they, they have any. no idea that it is an emotional need right and and if i'm ready for that you have you probably don't even realize that that it's being done probably not no <laughs> you know and that's that goes to where you know again we talk about that 86% and of course I made light of that cause that just is an odd number. And the 33%, the 86% are happy, healthy relationships. The 33% is on the road to divorce. Um, but that just goes to the general care of your spouse. And by care, I, I mean like you're looking out for them. You want the best for them. Right. Because your intentions, that, that 86%, I, I hate that number, but that 86% that more often than not, or yeah. I'm sorry, the majority of the time, the majority of the time, like if you care about your spouse, you love your spouse, you want the best for them. You're going to be responding to their 
emotional needs just naturally. Right. Is it always going to be the right thing? No, you're going to mess up, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you're not responding to them. It doesn't mean you're not, you're, it means you're trying to help them. Right. That 33%. That's just, I don't give a fuck. Right. Well, and that's the ones, you know, you're trying to help them. And the other person's like, you're not trying to help. You're just trying to hurt me. Right. (laughs) I think you can get to 33% just by sheer accident. Yeah. Yeah. Like just by, just by breathing, you could probably get the 33%. Probably. You know, like hand me the fork, like in you hand her the fork, like Uh that, that would meet, I I would say that would fall under the criteria of an emotional call. Uh Uh-huh. But like, there's no care there. Right. Like. Maybe I'll throw the fork at you instead. (laughs) (laughs) Have I ever told you the story about the the spoon that uh, uh, a parent tossed at a child sitting next to me? No. (laughs) We were laughing and somebody was on the phone and we, we were young. Couldn't stop giggling. And we were, we were being told indicated to, zip it yeah and we couldn't stop laughing my brother was picking on me he and we were just laughing and a a spoon got flung and if you look at my brother he's got a scar on his forehead from the spoon (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yes that was an emotional need he needed at that point in time (laughs) from a a parent (laughs) yes that's awesome awesome. no we were not abused in any way shape or form yeah yeah that's good yeah (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I think answering the emotional call, emotional needs of your spouse, that should come second nature to you. That should be something you're consciously looking for. And the more you do it, the more natural it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because there are a lot of things you and I do without thought. Yeah. Yeah. We, we put a lot of work into, um, our happy, healthy relationship though. We do. We do. And you know, it, everybody can get there it just it it does take work it yeah. does take conscious effort it does take intentionality uh-huh uh, it's but not you have accidental to, no no not at all but once i mean you, 33 percent can be the 33 percent absolutely can be but once you start putting in that work some of those things just become sec- second nature right you know it it wasn't even a thought on some things you're like yeah i didn't even think about it mm-hmm. you know because i knew what you needed and I responded. You knew what I needed. You responded. It wasn't, it becomes second nature the more you do it, the right. more you practice it. Right. And that, like you were saying that the 86%, I don't know how you can, how you can even get a number because if you're doing it, you don't realize that you're doing it. So how can you keep count of it? Right. And everybody's emotional calls, emotional needs are different, uh-huh. you know? And so what might be an emotional need for one person is just a request on another Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, you take care of my emotional needs and I'll take care of yours. Sounds good. Cause I know what comes from meeting your emotional needs. Go team. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So if you, if you're ready to, you know, take care of each other's emotionally, emotional needs and take the next step toward having a more intentional and healthy, happy marriage with your partner, uh, then marriage coaching is probably a perfect investment. Uh, you can start today by scheduling a 30-minute breakthrough session, or you can get a hold of our free three-day course. Um, that's 
Justin and I can go through everything with you, um, determine what the best plan moving forward is. Um, with our help, you'll gain the tools necessary to create a healthier, uh, more fulfilling relationship, more fulfilling, happy future. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.